Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. everybody good evening welcome to Facebook live and it's great to be back on the air I hope people are doing well so if you want to send me your questions you can just type them in I see the comments below and I want to thank you for joining us Uh, good to see you tonight so since uh, we've got a, a limited time Uh, People have emailed me some questions, so I'm going to start with those. And then um, if people have other questions, they can certainly write me and I'll try to get them. So a gentleman wrote me and he asked me, what's the difference between traditional cataract surgery and laser-assisted surgery? You know, more and more people are opting for the laser approach, even though the uh, laser cataract surgery is usually not covered by Medicare. And so I wanna talk a little bit about the differences uh, for this gentleman because he's contemplating surgery. And the traditional cataract surgery is one of the most common surgeries done. You know, my dad had it done and it gave him his night vision back after about 10 years doing my protocols. He was in his mid-80s and finally he wanted to get the surgery and uh, so I recommended it to him and I recommended it, recommend it to people. The traditional cataract surgery is really safe and in specific situations sometimes the ophthalmologist can talk to you about getting the laser-assisted therapy, uh, laser-assisted surgery. And so what happens in the traditional approach is that uh, the surgeon creates a very small incision in the cornea, and then he inserts a small instrument, and this goes behind the pupil where the lens is, and what surrounds the lens is the capsule. So the surgeon creates this round opening in the capsule, and then he inserts, usually it's kind of like a pen-shaped apparatus, and it's a probe. They usually will use ultrasound, and it actually breaks up the lens. He sucks it out, and then he puts in the interocular lens. And it's a very safe procedure. It works really well. And it's the primary way that most people are getting cataract surgery. Now, in terms of the laser, of course, this is, uh, the laser is used more to determine the exact location. um, And also the surgeon may use the laser to create the incision in the eye. And um, there's more laser that's used where you don't have to use stitches and uh, 
Usually the laser assisted can be used if you have moderate to high amounts of astigmatism. Uh, but generally speaking, my suggestion would be to go with the traditional approach with cataract surgery. Uh, first of all, it is, um, it is covered by insurance where the laser assisted surgery is not. And second of all, you know, one question that people have is where do they heal faster using the laser assisted cataract surgery or the traditional? And it's about the same for both. You know, there's been research done um, about the efficacy of laser assisted. Don't get me wrong, it's really great. But I think in this particular case, you know, unless you have a high amount of astigmatism, I would just do the traditional cataract surgery. So I want to thank you for the question. It's a good one. All right, another question is, a uh, patient has been diagnosed with astigmatism, and she has been dealing with a condition called retinal vein occlusion, and that is completely cleared up, thank goodness, because that's a very serious circulation disease in the retina. And now she's trying to get fitted with contacts and the astigmatism is a bit complicated. She's also interested in getting bifocals, bi I think it bifocal contacts, and she wants to know my opinion. So for those of you out there with astigmatism, what astigmatism means is the eye is shaped more like an egg. There's a warp in the eye and it creates an irregular blur. And the fastest approach is if you want to just correct the astigmatism right on the spot. The best type of lens to use would be a gas permeable lens, a rigid lens, because those lenses can correct for astigmatism much better than a toric lens. That's a soft lens that actually rotates around the eye and it tries to correct for the astigmatism, but it's not as stable. So I would trust your doctor. He'll take the measurements of your cornea, He'll figure out the astigmatism and just trust the process. Trust him in it and just get the, the gas permeable contact lenses. If you want to do bifocal contacts, that's okay. It's not my preference because I like to use the whole lens for distance and not split the lens even in a contact lens. It's problematic to use bifocal contact lenses because they only work uh, at a certain distance up close, so it's very limiting in terms of your near focusing, and it's hard for your brain to adjust if you're using a screen and uh, a tablet and a phone, you're gonna be working at different distances. So I would tend to not do a, a bifocal contact lens, I would just do a, a single vision distance contact in gas permeable. Now the other side of the equation is if you wanna work on reversing the, the astigmatism, well, that's a whole other process. You're getting some craniosacral therapy, you're doing my eye exercises, and you, you know, you're in for the long haul where there's gonna be some irregularity in your visual acuity, and uh, you're, there, there is gonna be a lack of consistency in visual acuity for a while. So based on your situation, I would just get the contact lens fit and be done with it. Uh, because, you know, doing my astigmatism program is definitely going to be uh, much more, let's say, involved. You're going to have to do exercises every day. And if you're going to do that, then I would suggest holding off on the contact lenses. 
And if you want my program, you can just type in Eye Exercises Astigmatism on Google, Dr. Sam Byrne, and it'll take you right to the exercises. It's a 90-day program for astigmatism, and it works really, really well. All right, next question. This is from a lady who's contemplating cataract surgery, and she's got something called MCS, multiple chemical sensitivity. And she's very worried about the risks of the anesthesia if she does the cataract surgery, and she wants to know if there are any alternatives. Well, unfortunately, when you work with anesthesia at this point, you know, it's gonna take a very hmm, progressive ophthalmologist to use something different than a pharmaceutical anesthesia. Now, one of my colleagues who's a biological dentist actually uses a type of anesthesia using acupuncture. And, you know, you would have to talk to your ophthalmologist to see whether an acupuncturist could come in and do that type of anesthesia. I can't recommend anybody, but I do know that it can be done. You could talk to an acupuncturist and that could be a way for you to get the anesthesia you need without the chemicals that you're going to be exposed to in any kind of anesthesia when you're doing cataract surgery. Now, the other part of the question is, are there any drops that dissolve cataracts? Well, in early stage cataracts, you can use my protocol, which is the 5% MSM eye drops followed by an eye drop called Oculumed, O-C-L-U-M-E-D, and it's put out by a company called College Pharmacy. And this is a great eye drop because it's got glutathione and vitamin C in it, two essential ingredients for lens health. So that could be something that you could try for a few months to stave off the cataract. And if it's an early stage cataract, you actually could either neutralize the progression or in some cases you might even be able to reverse it. But unfortunately, I really don't know of any pharmaceutical drug out there uh, that's non-toxic. And if you've got multiple chemical sensitivities, I agree, you need to be very, very careful about what you're doing in terms of any kind of drugs and how that might trigger you. All right, next question. This is a, a question about my, set, my class number two on neuroplasticity. So the class on vision and neuroplasticity, part two is gonna be uh, taking place November 13th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We have a few spaces left, and if you missed the first class, it's okay because we're gonna be doing a review. And in the second class, I'm gonna be talking about many different aspects of how to access neuroplasticity as it relates to your eyes. And so this person is writing and saying, would it be helpful for me to take this class? I've been dealing with vertigo and also um, AFib. I've got a misaligned atlas. Would the workshop help? Well, as I say to most people, it's very difficult to get holistic information about your eyes anywhere. And so whenever you take one of my classes, you then enter a field, an energy field, 
where you're now in a space for healing, for changing your tracks in the brain, what you think about, what you've been told. And there will be a specific practice that we'll be doing. It's a somatic-based practice for about 20 minutes during the three-hour course that will be a practice that I would like you to do daily that could soften some of the situations that you have going on. Now, is it going to treat and get rid of these conditions? No, it's not. I mean, with these conditions, um, it's going to take a daily practice of changing a lot of the things that you're doing, whether it's diet, stress reduction, sleep, lifestyle, and so on. Yeah, the, the information that I'm going to be sharing would be most beneficial to you. And it might give you some spin-offs on some other practitioners you could go to, to to say to help you naturally with your AFib or with your misaligned atlas and uh, and other things. So I highly recommend my class, not only for you, but for everybody. But I don't think it's going to be the total answer. I think it's going to open a door that will give you some help and move you in a better direction than you're currently at. All right, next question is from a, a gal who's got shingles she's had it in 2017 she's now dealing with scarring and dry eye and she wants to know what products i recommend well scar tissue is a tricky thing in the eyes i will i will say that up front i really like the msm sulfur molecule uh, the eye drops definitely can help mm, lubricate and moisturize your eyes if you look at on my web store, some of the systemic benefits of MSM, I think that the MSM eye drops would be a great support for you just to hydrate your cornea and you know lubricate, reduce inflammation in the eyelids, which is one of the main causes of dry eye. And I would recommend the 5% MSM. I would do that about four to six times a day. And then I would get some organic castor oil, use just a drop in the evening, put it on your fingers. You can massage it on the eyelids. Castor oil is wonderful for the skin. It has some properties of rejuvenating the skin. Another product I would recommend, and this would not be through my web store, is Helichrysum Hydrosol. So it's a mist. Helichrysum is, uh, is an essential oil that is fabulous for wound healing with the skin so you can get the mist the hydrosol spray and spray it towards your eyes even in your eyes maybe four to six times a day helichrysum is very healing for the skin and i think of the cornea as kind of your inner skin so that would be another uh technique that you could use uh there's a enzyme called sera uh, peptase which uh has been shown to reverse certain scar tissue. I actually did a video blog. You could type in serapeptase Dr. Byrne and you could watch the video. This would be something that you would take systemically. Another one that's really great for scar tissue is natokinase. So again, you could talk to your doctor about that. So you're gonna have to work with it systemically and metabolically and visually. And of course, with shingles, I always bring in the immune system. So what is going on in your microbiome? 
the back, good bacteria in your gut? How are you supporting that? You know, I just saw a post that was very interesting on how 30 minutes of sunlight can increase your vitamin D levels and vitamin D is another way for you to get a more microbiome, healthier microbiome in your body. So that's an interesting connection to the good bacteria, but you need to heal your gut. You need to you know, make sure you're getting a good amount of omega-3 fish oil in your body daily. And also my eye nutrients, things like lutein and zeaxanthin and astaxanthin, these are all really, really great for your eye health. So I wish you the best, thanks for the question. All right, there's a number of questions about cataracts. People wanna know when they should get the surgery, what can they do? The rule of thumb is, is you usually get surgery after uh, a time when the there's an interference in your daily activity. So let's say you're driving and I'm having trouble seeing the road signs, I'm having trouble reading. That's probably the time you wanna get the cataract surgery. Now there is a protocol that I, I like for early stage cataracts. It's using the 5% MSM drops followed by the Oculomed eye drops three times, three times a day, boosting your glutathione levels, maybe a sublingual glutathione, Again, making sure you're getting the broad ingredients of the, of the uh, eye vitamins, astaxanthin, lutein, zeaxanthin, vitamin A, bilberry, the B-complex, um, vitamin C. So these are all super important wearing blue blockers if you're on screen time. So these are all things that you can do to reverse early stage cataracts or improve lens health. But you know, if you're at the stage where it's really interfering, then uh, probably it's time to get surgery. Okay, I'm gonna take one or two more questions here and then we'll go to Facebook. Um, this is from a parent. She took her daughter uh, to a, an, an eye doctor. The daughter's four years old and basically one turns in and up. The vision isn't good. There's no depth perception. And so the doctor told her she would need glasses forever and possibly surgery. And she's concerned about uh, her daughter wearing glasses uh, full time. And she wants to know what I think. Well, there are so many physical eye therapy exercises that can stimulate a, ch a child's vision. A lot of times it's an issue with learning to use both eyes together. And if you wear a full correction of glasses, especially at that age, you are reducing the development in the child's visual, uh, visual skills. Certainly a possible part-time prescription could be used. I never prescribe full prescriptions for children because we want to do the exercises which will stimulate the brain and the eyes and the body to work together. So, you know, you can contact me and we can, we can give you a home program that you could do with your daughter and uh, hold off on getting the strong glasses and wearing them full time. All right, here's another question. Uh, this is about a gentleman who's 35 years old. He's got a condition called infective encarditis, which creates small strokes in vision challenges. He's got some visual field loss peripherally. The left eye is blurry and she wants to know what can be done. Well, again, 
physical light therapy can work really well at improving both the circulation in the retina and also improving the functional vision and the peripheral vision. Again, the eyes do have the ability to improve. I'll tell you about a case I just had. This was a, a young woman in her 20s who had a field like this from narrow angle glaucoma. And I gave her some base down yoked prisms. These are special prisms. And it opened her vision up immediately. And her jaw dropped. She said, oh my God, I can see your feet. I can see your body. I can see in this dome. And so there are a lot of techniques that can be used to stimulate the vision that you have and use it uh, kind of more optimally, so to speak. The vision therapy exercises work great. And uh, again, you can go on my website, you can contact us, and we'd be happy to help. All right, so those are the questions that came on the email. Let's go to Jean. Hi, Jean. It's nice to see you. Despite dealing with your meibomian gland dysfunction, this is a, a, a swelling and inflammation in the eyelids. You now have, you're, let's see, you're doing better. Let me, you wrote a lot here, so let me see if I can get to this. I have truncated oil glands. I saw a new ophthalmologist who showed me that, um, uh, that I also have ocular rosacea, which covers my lid margins, gland loss. Uh, conjunctivitis. So you've been to a couple of eye doctors and you're, you've got um, a little bit of frustration. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what your question is. I'm wondering from a holistic perspective, how would you su suggest I would uh, deal with these eye issues? Well, Gene, I'll tell you about a case I just helped. This was about three months ago. I actually was working with somebody very similar to you, and you may be already doing this, but I actually put this person on a very strict diet. No gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no soy. We went plant-based. Uh, we did some paleo, some Mediterranean diet, but basically all the infl inflammatory foods were removed from the body. And she went through a detox, for about a week and then all of a sudden her eyelids the swelling went away completely and it showed me again how the gut health and the eyelid health are so connected based on our diet and nutrition the other thing that we did with her was weekly acupuncture this also calmed her system down and you know the eyelids represent certain glands and organs of the body the spleen the large intestine, the stomach. And so we're looking at things from an interconnected point of view and we're not treating it just in isolation. And unfortunately, we as eye doctors, you come into our office and we see your eyeballs and we're correcting you just in that, that limited way, that kind of that localized, let's just treat the eyeball. But what we have to understand is any eye problem has its roots in systemic and metabolic health. So that's your thyroid, that's adrenals, your gut health, your, you know, your stress level, your sleep. So I would consider what's going on in your diet. You may need to go work with a functional medicine doctor or a naturopathic doctor, but I would bring in that component 
because it would, number one, boost your immune health, number two, reduce inflammation, which would probably reduce some inflammation in the eyelids, which is at the, the source of why people develop a meibomian gland dysfunction, dry eye, and so on. So I wanna thank you for the question, keep in touch. All right, Joyce is asking, my floaters feel like clear polywogs, I'm using the 15% drops, adding moisture, um, but the floaters are driving me crazy. Well, you know, unfortunately the 15 MSM, 15% MSM may not be enough for you. You may need to consider some acupuncture. You may need to consider doing some kind of a liver cleanse. Certainly my eye exercises, I actually have a 90 day floaters eye exercise program that you might consider doing. That would help boost the circulation. But floaters are a bummer. And, you know, there is not one answer for everybody. And whatever is going on in the floaters, it's related to your collagen health. It's related to toxicity. It's related to stress. You know, we don't know exactly. Um, the 15% MSM, 15 MSM can help. But I think you need to dig deeper into liver health. So you might consider something like a round of milk thistle or doing some eyebright tea uh, compresses at night or some castor oil massage. But um, if the 15% MSM is not working, then you've got to do some other things. Head trauma is another cause. So if you have had any car accidents, you've fallen, that could be another issue. And uh, the other thing is dentistry. You know, uh, this is a segue to a, a commercial. January 14th to the 16th, 2022, I'm gonna be hosting my second annual Holistic Health Summit. Now I've noticed I'm leaving the word vision out because this is broader than eyes and vision. I mean, I'm gonna be giving a presentation. We've got about 15 speakers and they're gonna be speaking on all components of health. And in the mix, I've invited a biological dentist. And this is a dentist who's like myself, looks at the teeth holistically. And so people that have had some issues with their dentistry, sometimes they will show up as floaters. And again, I'm not saying in your case, that's the issue, but that's certainly uh, something, again, I would check off the box. I'm sorry I don't have a better answer for you, but keep trying, keep looking for answers around the toxicity level, the stress level, and keep in touch. All right, Debbie is asking, if the interocular lens power calculates to be zero due to high myopia, how is the correction made during cataract surgery? Well, basically, Debbie, what happens in the calculation is they're looking at many different things. They're measuring the axial length, that's the the length of the eyeball, they're measuring what is the prescription in the in the cornea, what, if, if there's an astigmatism, and you might double check if you have high myopia, you want to ask the question, if they're gonna put in a lens with zero power, how is that going to correct you for the high myopia that you currently have? Now again, they may be taking in the calculation of the prescription of the cornea, the prescription of the length of the eyeball, and that's how they're calculating it. But without knowing the specifics, 
That sounds a little uh, strange to me, that there should be some prescription in the interocular lens if, in fact, you are a high myope. So I would double-check with the surgeon before you move ahead. And the key in, in cataract surgery is you want to correct both eyes so they match for distance. That's the most important thing. You don't want to correct one eye for distance and one eye for near because that's going to create confusion in the brain. So keep in touch with me. I appreciate the question. Okay, we're talking to Stephen. I'm, severe, I'm severely four. I don't know. Let's see here. Let's see if I can understand. I'm 74, been trying health remedies for cataracts over 10 years, now trouble do driving. Doctor looked at cataracts, said they're very thick, recommended surgery, uh, 1500 extra for laser surgery. <clears throat> yeah, as I said, laser-assisted surgery is out of pocket. Um, 500 for sharp lens. Okay, so... Um, I don't think you need to do the laser surgery. I think you could go through the traditional lens approach that's gonna be covered uh, by your insurance. Um, I would be very careful about, you know, making the right eye match the left eye for distance. So you wanna tell the surgeon that. And as long as you don't have a high amount of astigmatism, the chances are that when they put in the intraocular lenses, uh, after the, you know, in the, during the cataract surgery, you're going to have much, much sharper vision and it's going to satisfy your brain. So I wouldn't worry about that, but you want to match both eyes for distance and then just get reading glasses uh, over that. that. And keep it simple. You don't need to get the complicated bifocal or uh, astigmatic lenses unless you have a moderate to high amount of astigmatism. The other thing, and this goes for all cataract patients, that they need to get blue blocking glasses over the eyes for all screen time because most intraocular lenses, and you could ask your surgeon, most intraocular lenses do not have the blue protect. And so you're more vulnerable to the damaging blue light for any screen time. So this is why you need to um, make sure that you're, you're protecting yourself from the blue light. I would also add the nutrients lutein, 16 milligrams a day, uh, zeaxanthin, about six milligrams a day, and astaxanthin, six to 12 milligrams a day. You can get this through your, your vegetables, the colorful vegetables, red, orange, yellow, green, or you can supplement. Now with astaxanthin, that is not a plant-based carotenoid, so you'd either have to get that through pink seafood or you can get a microalgae uh, supplement. I sell it. It's very good. But you want to protect your retinas, your maculas, after you've had cataract surgery. A lot of times the surgeon does not tell you about that, and so you're, you're you know, exposing yourself to this blue light and you don't know the damaging effects. So that would be my one thing. All right, so let's take this question from Abu. He's asking about LASIK surgery, will it improve acuity? Absolutely, LASIK surgery will improve your visual acuity temporarily. What I see a lot of times is that the LASIK surgery works for a while, but because there is a prescription in the brain 
that causes the eye prescription, that mental prescription is still there. You didn't do LASIK surgery on that. You only did LASIK surgery on the eyeball and the mental prescription is stronger than the eyeball prescription and this is why the LASIK surgery wears off. Now, if you are a very high myope, anything over minus six, minus seven, and you want to experience the LASIK surgery, it will improve your eyesight and reduce your prescription. And then you can do my eye exercises for myopia so that your mind and your brain can accommodate to the new prescription that the surgeon is giving you. All right, let's take another question from Karen. Is presser vision as good as they say, or are your eye vitamins more nutritious? Well, mine are definitely better. Um, and the reason is, is because I'm constantly tweaking and testing and researching. And because I'm not a big company, with my manufacturer, I'm able to work in a way that I'm constantly making my eye vitamin better. I can tell you that the ingredients are super pure because they're very well tested. And just to give you a heads up, Karen, I've just released a special eye vitamin now for your computer. It's called a blue blocker, Dr. Burns blue blocker eye vitamin. And you're gonna be able to get it on my Amazon store. And so I feel that with any you know generic eye vitamin, a lot of times you have to make sure they're putting a high enough dosage in it that it's actually gonna do something for you. You know, just putting a trace amount of a certain uh, nutrient just because it looks good may not be enough for you in terms of really creating a change. So again, I'm prejudiced, I'm biased, but uh, you know, you can look at my reviews on my web store and I really like my eye vitamin. I take it, my wife takes it, uh, I think it's really great. All right, let's go to Liliana. She's 77, thank goodness, mega walker, love that. She's all in until last week when you had a surprise surge in blood, blood pressure, put you in the hospital for three days with a banging headache. Uh, now the vision seems to be affected. Will it pass? Yes, however, I would be proactive and this means I would do some of my eye exercises and the ones that I would do would be my palm hum exercise. That's a very famous one where you're actually putting sound into the eyes that's fantastic for opening up the circulation. That'll create clear vision. Also, my eye dialogue exercise, you can find that very easily. That's using an eye patch. I would do my animal eye chart. That's an eye stretching exercise. And I would do my yin-yang peripheral vision exercise. That would be another one that I would suggest and recommend. So you need to be proactive. You maybe need to start taking some eye vitamins for a few months, my 5% MSM eye drops. But with this, with this circulation issue, I think it will pass. If you want to be even more proactive, I'd go get some acupuncture. I might get some lymphatic drainage, get some craniosacral, uh, get your lymphatic system working again. There was something that happened in your circulatory system, and that is going to affect your eyes 
for a little while because the eyes rely on great circulation to be healthy. So when you have this, this bump on the road, it's going to affect the retinal vessels uh, at least temporarily. So I would be proactive, get on the eye exercises for a good month, and you should be back to normal. All right, a few more questions. This is from Judy. I have what feels like a pea-sized marble in each eyelid. They feel solid and are slightly movable between um, two fingers. Any ideas? Well, you know, again, without seeing that, it's hard for me to diagnose. I would just say you have some congestion in your eyelids. So maybe considering uh, things like eye, an Eyebrite tea compress might be helpful in the evening. Um, you could, again, you could do warm, you could do cool, uh, and see what, what works for you. You could do the MSM eye drops and the homeopathic eye drops during the day. There's definitely some congestion in the eyelids. And again, this is where acupuncture can be very helpful because the eyelids do reflect our or organ health, our, our systemic health. And when you do acupuncture, you can put the needles far away from the eyes and it will move the energy, the congested energy that's in the eyelids away from the eyelids and redistribute the energy so that you don't have this problem anymore. You also could get some uh, lymphatic drainage, craniosacral. Those would be things that would be helpful as well. So I wish you the best. Thanks so much. All right. So Nita is asking about AccuView Oasis for astigmatism. Is what I'm wearing, are they okay? Absolutely. AccuView is a, a trusted company. The AccuView Oasis um, is a is a high quality lens, and I guess it comes down to how does it feel on your eyes, and if it feels good, then do it. Um, let's go. Uh, so Stephen's got another comment here about his cataracts. Uh, you're not sure you understand your take on getting extra detail lenses, not getting astigmatism lenses, not flexible ones, but this extra sharp. Not sure. Uh, argument for laser was odds of getting retina surgery afterwards less. You know, if you've got a weak retina, um, possibly. But again, you know, when, when we weigh the laser-assisted with the traditional, um, you know, in your case, and again, I don't know your eyes, so it's hard for me to say, but I think if you just stay with the traditional cataract surgery and you make sure the prescription you're getting is going to give you 20-20 acuity and that you have to talk over with your your surgeon um, and he can assure you that your acuity is going to be very good. I think that's going to satisfy your need to get the, the sharpness and the detail that you're looking at. But remember, that's going to only be for distance. You're going to need to get reading glasses, you know, over the distance so that you're going to be able to see the detail up close. So I think it's something you have to determine with your surgeon. Again, the laser-assisted, you know, I'm not sure how much that's going to protect you against any possible retinal issue. Again, the, the, the clinical data that I've seen is it's pretty, pretty much balanced where the traditional, if it's done well, you'll have no, no symptoms or you might have a little dry eye, maybe a few floaters for a while, but... Um, I, you know, and unless you can afford it and you want to do it, uh, I think the traditional cataract surgery is going to work just fine for you. But I, I appreciate the follow-up and I appreciate the questions.
Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.